Welcome to this week's edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. My name is Michael Bailey, The Athletic's Norwich City correspondent, and I hope you and your loved ones are safe and as well as possible. You can enjoy The Athletic for free for 90 days, basically three months for free by going to theathletic.com forward slash Norwich pod. So our latest Canaries Chain Gang member is a man who knew all about Paul Lambert before he joined Norwich, got to show us all what we'd been missing during Wes v Russ last summer and remains fondly remembered in these parts as the sort of cultured midfielder always loved at Carroll Road. Welcome to the On The Ball podcast, Mr. David Fox. Hello, David. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Nice to see you. Um, are you happy Adam's nominated you for a, for a wee chat here? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I appreciate that. Nice that he still remembers me and still thinks about me from time to time. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, and obviously you can thank Gary Holt for going underground as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, now you've got to think about the end of this, uh, who you would like to nominate in the end as well. Yeah, And then no we'll worries. see if we can get them. No pressure. But... Absolutely, no worries. Um, we'll, we'll go straight back into it. Um, and obviously we'll get into the Norris stuff properly. But um, I'm, I'm curious, sort of your Man- Manchester United education, what, Looking back at it now, can you sort of sum it up in a in one or two stories or one or two things that kind of summed up what it was like as a kid coming up through through Manchester United and especially you know especially when the club was well probably about as respected as it got in English football? Yeah, I think yeah, you said it yourself that that last bit there. It was I think I was very fortunate that I was there at the time that I was really you know two thousand to two thousand six. You know, I think they won three titles in that time. You know, they they had all the they had all the the the, the class of '92 were in the prime, in the peak. Um, some unbelievable players. Ronaldo had just joined, so I, I literally saw everything um, in the in the six years that I was there, and I find myself very very lucky that I was there uh, to learn off the older pros. You know, that's what I think. I think people mention that now about United and who are the leaders and who are the examples and things like that. And I was very lucky that at the time I was there, I was able to to watch how, you know, 10, 11, 12 best players in the world, how they go about their business. You know, it's you can't help but learn from Gary Neville and his attitude and, you know, Paul Scholes and you watch him play the game. It, it, it's so many, there's so many examples of, how to be a footballer and how to play at the very top level. You know, Roy Keane, I forgot about him. It's, you know, don't forget about how, him. <laughs> exactly. How, I don't know if did that. How sort of he treated every training session as the most important thing he's ever done. And you, you can't help but take that with you on your career. And I, I firmly believe that I had the career I did. Um, you know, I played, played till I was 35 and, you know, I, I did all right. It was... It was it was due to the to the fact that I was able to learn so much under under those sort of players. Have you got have you got a favourite story or favourite memory? Favourite story, maybe uh, one you always I tell. Favourite story it was probably training with, training with Roy Keane, playing with Roy Keane. Um, he spent pre-season with us one year, coming back from injury, so he spent the pre-season with the reserve. So I must have played five or six. He didn't go on the tour to America. So he must have played, you know, five or six games with us, and I was playing in centre midfield alongside him. And I don't think I've ever been so scared of anything in my life. Really, it was, <laughs> it was, it was some sort of baptism of fire when you, you know, nineteen, twenty, and you're playing 
Radcliffe Borough away and he's treating it like the World Cup final. It was it was amazing to watch, you know, and I think just some of just be, and then he'd, he'd absolutely destroy you all game, and then he'd sit on the bus and he'd he'd chat to you like you were, you know, he didn't need to chat to you like you were best mates, and he, he, it, the game had gone. It when he, once he crossed that sort of white line, he was a different different animal. But it was that that you know really really sort of sticks with me you know how he treated reserve it was you know how he treated reserve team football really for someone that was the captain of the club you know someone like that to to be sort of full on as he was that's that's why he made it and had the career he did you know yeah absolutely um yeah. i i hadn't uh, i hadn't realized or maybe i'd forgotten so apologies if so that your your dad was 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 a pro and, and he was manager wasn't he at, at exeter when when yeah, you were there? Yeah, he was, yeah. So I was, he moved to Exeter when I was about 11 or 12 and he was manager. So yeah, I was, I used to play in Exeter's youth team um, just sort of for, for something to do really and trained. I was never signed on at the club um, or anything like that. But yeah, I was, I, I played in the, up to the reserve. I think I was 15, I was playing in the reserves. So yeah, it was it was good. I really enjoyed it, and I got to see. I think that was also a real, you know, something that sticks with me is I was able to see what goes on at a football club behind the scenes. You know, as a fourteen, fifteen, sixteen-year-old, I was sat in a manager's office. I saw what a manager had to deal with. I saw what youth team players had to do, and I, and I think I I think I appreciated going to Man United more than a normal kid of 16 would because I'd seen the cleaning the boots I had to make everyone's my dad would make me make the tees for everyone he'd make me clean boots he'd make me scrub in at 15 16 year old and really you know I was washing kit with him and I, 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 I think that helped when I left United to go to a club like Blackpool where you had to wash your own kit <laughs> didn't have any hot water and I was used to it I knew what to expect I never thought I was ever above anything like that so I think that time I had at Exeter really helped me out I see. Were you nagging your dad to go into work with him then? Oh, always, yeah. yeah. I'd go in every every day in the summer holidays. Brilliant. Um, every Saturday, I'd be the I was a ball boy at the games, and yeah, basically, yeah, every every school holiday day, I was I was pretty much at the football club. Yeah. Um, obviously, being at Blackpool for a fair amount of time, when and 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 other clubs before you got to Norwich, can you remember how how that move came about and when you thought it was going to happen? Um, well, yeah, I was at, I was at Colchester for a year under Paul Lambert. So obviously Paul Lambert signed me at Colchester. Um, so I remember meeting him. Uh, my first impressions of him was he was someone that played my sort of, my, in my position. So I was thinking, right, it'd be great for me, something to learn of. He's, you know, unbelievable playing career himself. So I thought it'd be perfect for me to go and, you know, someone who knows my position really. So I thought, right, brilliant, Colchester. And then he left after two games. So <laughs> that, that was like, wow, oh, brilliant. So I can't remember what that was about, but yeah, carry exactly. on. That was, there was a few chain of events that lead, left, led him to leave um, after a couple of games. But, <laughs> and then I didn't really play much after that for Colchester. I wasn't A.D. Boothroyd's cup of tea when he came in. I'd gone from not playing at Colchester to having a chance to sign for a club in the championship. And it was, it was amazing how it all, all sort of fell into place, really. And as soon as I knew that he was interested again... Um, I was only ever going to, you know, I, th- I literally just drove drove up that day, I think, and went and met him. 
Have you, uh, did you come across many Norwich players before you arrived at the club in terms of ones you'd play with? You must have some good yeah. stories of, of a few I knew of Wes. I'd had a couple of years at Blackpool with Wes. Um, so that was good to know. Um, what, was, you know what was he like then? He was, he was brilliant. He was, as a player, as a lad, he, honestly, the whole, the whole t- I had two years at um, Blackpool, four years at Norwich with him, and he, he's, just, he's just different class. He's, about, everything about him is just hilarious. He cracks me up. Um, Playing-wise, he's he's, he's an absolute magician. Um, we used to joke about it at Blackpool because he'd, he'd never... We used to train right by the airport, so... You know, Monday mornings he'd never be there at half ten when we were starting, and then the the easy jet flight from Dublin would come in at about by eleven o'clock and land, and we were like, right, here's where. So he'd come, pick his bags up, come running round. Sorry, lads. Sorry, lads. Just got back, and then we'd start training again. So we'd have to wait. We'd have to wait for where's where's his flight to land first, and you'd see him coming in on the about half ten. Um, yeah, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't drive. So he used to get, he used to cycle into training. Um, oh wow! Yeah, right? he could, yeah. but um, he turned up. He turned up on trial at Blackpool, and no one really knew who he was. Um, small, small guy. The you know looked like he had a nice little left foot about him. And then he come on pre-season with us, and he just tore the games up like you wouldn't believe. He was. He, he played left wing. He played left wing for us, um, but he'd just go everywhere and. We got promoted from League One that season, and he was mm. he was instrumental in that. He was he was different class. How we managed to get him on a free um, some some signing we had at Blackpool. So I knew oh, Wes, oh. and I knew I knew Holty. Holty come to Blackpool for three months on loan, so I knew Holty. But other than that, was that person, one of his was that one of his good loans or one of his bad loans? Um, I don't think he got on great with Simon Grayson. I think he stuck him out on the wing for a few times and. He weren't too happy with that, so I saw the moody halty for a few months. Um, I knew I knew them two lads personally, and then obviously I knew, you, you know, you know the names of a lot of the boys, and it was good. We, I think there was myself, Elliot Ward, Andrew Sermon, Crofty. We all stayed at the Holiday Inn. You know, we all signed around the same time. We're all in the Holiday Inn at the same time, so all the new lads sort of got to know each other and, and sort of belt each other out when we joined. It's um. It's nice how the new signings all, all sort of stay at the uh, the Holiday Inn before. And I think um, 12 months earlier, it was the same case with all of Norwich's new signings. Um, about eight or nine of them were still at the Holiday Inn uh, when, when they played Colchester. So um, we should probably get into this. Um, and, and for those listening, there, there will be a big piece on The Athletic about um, an oral history of the um, remarkable events of the 7-1 um, defeat for Norwich. Most of the angles from 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 a Norwich perspective, of course. But given um, David, you were on the pitch on the other side. Yeah. I think it's um, it's opportune that we talk about it uh, as well. And plus, I want to speak to someone who who has more fond memories of it than than some of the people I've spoken to. But um, can you can you remember the the build up to that that game and what you guys were kind of uh, looking to do? I suppose heading into it because. Paul had been you'd been good under Paul the previous season, hadn't you? And, and there was a proper foundation going going into that League One season. Yeah, we he'd, we'd have, we had a lot of new players ourselves. To be fair, we'd, oh, don't say that. That's, that's he, one of the excuses. <laughs> he put no. We we had we had a new goalie and new centre half himself. We had we had a few new players as well. Um, I don't think we had nowhere near as many as Norwich, but he he got a few in that he wanted, and like I said. 
he'd made a, he made a few signings, got rid of a few that he weren't happy with. And I think everyone always everyone always looks forward to the first game of the season. You know, it, it's it's brilliant. You know, you all your training and everything that's gone into it. You just want the first game of the season. And and for us, it was the biggest the biggest game of of the season for for not only us but I think all of League One was um yeah League One was Norwich away you know it was guaranteed 27 28,000 whatever you know they sold out or they they'd fill up a lot of the stadium um and it was a lot of it was a lot of people's cup final really and I don't think we were any different um but we had we had a lot of time to prepare for it we had training you know you know who you're playing probably about a month in advance so we knew we were playing Norwich away first game of the season and that was all we planned for, really. You know, we we knew how to hurt top Norwich. We knew that we'd we'd sit back at times and soak up pressure, and we had, we had a real game plan uh, for the game because we had time to prepare for it. You know, it wasn't like it was a Tuesday night where you rolling off game after game. We were we had a good few weeks preparing for this game that was was massive for us, and yeah, it was a yeah, it was real good preparation. I think I think you know, and then obviously working under. Um, Paul Lambert again you know we went to this at Norwich we went to the same place that we did at Colchester we did the set pretty much exactly the same pre-season same preparation and it was you know and then we hit the ground running again and you know I think there was a place in Cologne we used to go up in there you know every pre-season under him and we were doing the same runs and the same trip but it was what he did for his pre- preparation and you know we we done great in the the, th- the year at Colchester under him and the two at Norwich, you know, we started the season as well and hit the ground running, really. What do you remember of, of Paul leaving like, and when that came about? Because, I mean, you know, some people go convinced that Paul had a chat with someone at the, from Norwich at the ground on the, yeah, I, on the day. I, yeah, nothing, nothing at all um, there and then. Um, we had a game on the Tuesday, um, a cup game, and then I think I think Gunny might have been sacked on that Tuesday. I think. Yeah, a couple of days after Norwich played at Yeovil. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think he got hired from the lads. He he was sacked when they were down there. So we had a game, and then not obviously they had a they had a vacancy, and I didn't hear anything of it until and then we had a, we had another game on the Saturday, and I scored I scored again in that game. So I've played two games under him. I scored two goals. So I'm I'm absolutely flying. And then it was after the game on the Saturday that there was rumours that he's getting the Norwich job. Um, and then where I think you, it might, where do you hear those? Where, could, just, do you hear the them lads. from externally or through the lads? Yeah, or? no. From I think it was just from the lads, really. Um, I think the lads have maybe heard things from the from the staff. I think. Uh, I might, uh, I might, yeah. I think it, I think it might have been something like that. And then I think there was, and then we had a game the following Tuesday. That's right. And then that's when they weren't, they weren't at the game. I think it was. I think I remember it was something like that. Yeah. Um, and the following Tuesday, we had, we had a we had a league game and they weren't there. So we had a Joe Dunn took caretaker charge and 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 then that was it really. And then yeah, that that, that was it. I never. The next time I saw him was um, the five-one. That was literally the next time I saw him. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he, I remember. Um, I remember when I got subbed off. I got subbed off after about an hour, seventy minutes, and I sort of was walking off and walking sort of towards me. And I remember him like I remember him. He winked at me and like 
sort of told me to keep my head up sort of thing. And that always sticks with me. Um, and then I saw him and then I played a reserve game against Norwich um, a few months later and I just sort of said hello to him. That was, that was about it really. He was watching, but I didn't, didn't really get to speak to him. Yeah. Um, but that, then that was it. Yeah. It was strange. It was so strange because I'd, you know, I basically signed for Colchester to play for him really. So, and then to, to play two games, I think I ever scored two goals in a row. <laughs> to play two games, score two goals, you you know, you're top of the league, you're flying, and then for him to go then, you know, that was that was obviously disappointing personally, but you know, it all worked out well in the end. It did. It did. Can you can you remember how you found out then at Colchester? Did they have a meeting or did Um Was it been um, exactly. Robbie Cowling think, let you know? I think it was literally the game, I'm sure. We, I think we just turned up at the game on the Tuesday and he wasn't there. I think wow. that, I'm sure it was that. That's something I've got in my head, yeah. I think Norwich were, Norwich were playing at Brentford that night um, and he was in the stands for that. That's, yeah, that's probably why he weren't with us then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think that's, I think that was it. That was first. I, obviously, I knew after the game on the Saturday there was rumours. Yeah. thought there was a bit of, I think, you know, the clubs are trying to sort something out. Possibly, I think I heard all them sort of stuff. Yeah. That you do, you do hear when when there's things like that going on. You do hear about it, and then yeah, I think the first I knew it was properly going to happen was when he when they weren't at the game on Tuesday. Mental, what yeah. a, what a mental episode, it, and it it was, and it's it's amazing the sort of the knock on effect that that it had on Norwich is just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable, and you know, sort of where they were at when he took over, it's just, and then. Yeah, the journey they went on, it was just, it was, yeah, some, some episodes, it is weird, it's weird to think about really, isn't it? It's weird to, you know, when you did, in the final whistle of that 7-1 game, if you just sort of fast forwarded a year to see where everyone was at, you, no one would have believed you, you know, it was, it was crazy, but. Yeah. yeah, you'd sort of be told told off for making it up really, because it was yeah, exactly. it's a bit too far-fetched. Yeah, yeah no, you're uh, right. Um, Let's move it away from that then now, shall we? Uh, obviously, your first season under Norwich promotion, the club's second promotion on the trot. I mean, did did anyone kind of mention the 7-1 when you arrived at, at Norwich? Or were they all quite nice uh, to you? Not, uh, not really, no. Um, I suppose you, they'd, they'd already beaten Colchester 5-1 five, five yeah, after they'd, that, they'd, that point. So. They'd won 5-1. They'd been promoted. I think you know they were, they were long over. I think things had changed a lot. Um, personnel as well by the time I joined um you know there was you know the team sort of didn't really resemble the one that that was pl- that played in that 7-1 you know even the one even when we played them later on the season the team was a bit different you know even the style of play was different so yeah there wasn't really there wasn't really a lot of talk about it and there wasn't a lot of the odd laugh here and there but no it was nothing really it wasn't really brought up too much i think the five one put that one a little bit. Well, <laughs> yeah, fair enough yeah. yeah um what what sticks in your mind about that promotion season i know the celebrations are always great and all that sort of stuff but there are a couple of moments in your head that you really remember fondly um all, all yeah all of it really it was all it was all brilliant i think pre-season was brilliant i think he, he's he's really good at bringing everyone together um, like I said, we went to the same place we did the year before. 
I think pre-season was great. You know, we'd all, you'd work really hard, but then you'd have a night out on the last night. And he used to, um, you, you know, we'd, he'd buy us all a drink and then the new lads would have to sing. So we'd all sing a song and he'd buy us a drink himself. And he, he, he really created a real unity and a real bond over in Germany. So it was, it was tough, um, but it was good. And I, I remember that, that was a real, it was, yeah, like I said, it was really difficult, but a real good memory um, from that season. I think pre-season was class. And then obviously the end of the season was, yeah, the end of the season was great. To, to get promoted with a game to go, I think, to, to be able to play that Coventry game um, at home, already promoted, it's such a party atmosphere. It was just, you don't get many games like that where it's just no pressure and everyone is just so, so happy, you know, and it was just such a good, I remember, you know, the drive, it was just mobbed everywhere, the drive to the ground. I remember it was just, there was people everywhere, but just so happy. And so that, that was one good, that was good, good memories. You know, that was the, the sort of off the field stuff um, was good. And then sort of on the pitch, I think we had, we had quite, we had loads of last minute winners and, you know, I think Millwall, um, last minute obviously Derby was just madness and the, the Ipswich there's, there's loads there's loads of games and what I'm quite what I'm quite pleased about and, and fond of is that people still talk about a lot of things that happened that season which is good you know there's still people talk about Portsmouth people talk about the Ipswich games people mention Jacko's goal at Derby, against Derby you know there's, there's moments we had that season that are really stick in the memory for a lot of fans and you don't, you don't get that very often. So that's probably the thing I'm most proud of, you know? Well, let, let's just um, bookmark it. You, you beat Ipswich 9-2 on aggregate. Yeah, I mean, mean yeah. and 5-1 at Portman Road. Yeah, um, I think especially the 5-1 with it coming, you know, what was it, four or five games left of the season, you know, real crunch time, real pressure and to, to go there and, and, and do them 5-1, it was... Yeah, them two games, like you say, people still talk about them now, which is, which is great. And you, your assist was in um, our greatest uh, goals trio for, for for Simeon's goal, so people can read that as well. It's a good time to um, plug that. Uh, what song did you sing in pre-season? I sang a duet with Ruddy. Um, oh, me this, and John sang it. this sounds me amazing. John, yeah, me and John sang a duet. I think we sang Guns and Roses. I can't remember exactly. Is that a duet? <laughs> No, I don't think it was, but we sang it together to make it easy <laughs> on ourselves. Um, the year before, I'd sang Oasis with um, with the Colchester boys. Um, I sang Oasis, and then I think me and John did a duet. I remember Crofty and Rust did a duet. They did um, that Journey. doesn't surprise me. Don't stop believing. They did Journey. I remember that. That got quite iconic. Their duet. Theirs was very good. Um, I think me and John just got on, got off, and that was us done, really. Um, was, he, was he a good partner? Was he, was he a yeah, strong he was good, voice? Yeah. yeah, he can hold the note. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, um, yeah he was all right. But that was, yeah, they, they were good, that. And then, obviously, the new staff, whoever just sings. And, it's, yeah, it's, good. it's funny. Yeah, I remember that. Deb, did, um, did the roles really suit your game that you were playing at that point? It sort of base at the diamond, wasn't it? And, uh, and, and did, Was that where you played at Colchester under him as well? No, we played four four two at Colchester. Um, I think I don't. I, I think he he went to a diamond for the best way to get Wes in yeah. in a position really to hurt people. Um, 
and he, he was very he was very good. He did, I think he did it as well when we're in the when we're in the Premier League the year in the Premier League he bought players to to complement certain ways of playing and I I know for a fact I was brought in to play at the base of a diamond. I think I played sometimes we played four four two depending on the opposition, but mainly we played a diamond and I was brought in specifically to play that role. You know we we bought Pilks and Benno the year later because we needed width. So you know he brought and then we played different ways. He was he was very very clever um, at, at sort of horses for courses in some way. But yeah, the way the way he wanted me, he put it up on the board when I signed on the tactics board. He had it. This is how I want you to play, and this is this is what we do. And you sit there, you don't move, and you pass it to him and him, and that, that's it really. That's <laughs> that was it was my role, and he was very clever. He brought Sirs and Crofty in. To, to to play that side and obviously we had Wes but he he was very he brought in good players to play that that way of playing um which, which again doing doing that and and obviously sort of um evolving that in the premier league as well is due credit to him i think we've seen from norwich this season just how how hard it is to achieve survival with comfort um but never mind doing it off the back of two successive promotions just remarkable yeah. uh yeah that i mean i guess uh, we've spoken about the united games obviously because i know they would have been the biggest probably moments for you is is, is that mm-hmm. fair to say is what what was it like being a premier league player yeah it was, yeah it was it was unbelievable especially yeah that was probably the thing when it's when we when we after portsmouth that's when that's sunk in really that you're going to be a premier league footballer and and I had a year left on my contract, so there was no way I was leaving. I was going to give it everything I had for a year, even if I didn't play. I think there was a lot of lads like that that were just like, right, we've never had this chance, never thought we were going to get this chance, and we're going to try and try and make the most of it. And yeah, obviously, them them games were were unbelievable. I think they're they're the games I enjoyed. The probably in my whole career, they probably feel the less pressure. You know, Old Trafford, you know, Man U away and Liverpool away and. Beat Tot- I didn't play against Tottenham. We beat Tottenham away. I, I always, you know, them games there was literally no pressure on you because you are not expected to win. You're not expected to go to Old Trafford and win. And the only pressure really come from yourselves and from the, you know, the rest of your, the teammates. But I always felt a real freedom in those games. You know, I remember those games, say Bolton at home, or you know, they they were they were nervy. They were quite. They were. I found them tougher. You know, I found them games tougher. You know, even though we won, um, they you were, almost were, you know the games you have to get points from in the Premier League. Though, yeah, that's, that's kind I mean. of different. I think. Yeah, and but then they're not easy games. So, you know, in in other divisions, if you're playing teams around you, you know, you've got a good chance of winning. But even even still, in the Premier League, teams around you have spent a fortune, and you know they're very good teams. They've got some unbelievable players. So. Yeah, um, they they were. I always found them games were the toughest, and and the big games they were the ones you really enjoyed the most. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Paul Lambert's exit from Norwich? Can uh, that was a curious old because I remember Aston Villa was the last game of that season, and there was all sorts going on between the fans and what have you. And I think Adam Drury's testimonial was in there. We've had Adam yeah. talking on about that as well. When um, what? How did you read all that going on at the time? And especially as I guess you were out of contract that summer as well. Yeah, well, I just signed a new deal by then. And I had an op- I had an option of a year that that I, I went to see him at the end of the season. Obviously, I knew all the rumours. Everyone knew everyone sort of knew the rumours, and 
sort of thing. And I remember we, had, we all had our meetings at the end of the season and I went in to see him and he said, look, we're going to take your option up. Um, we want to want to extend it. So I was great. And, and I remember, I remember asking him, I asked him, you know, what's going on with you? Are you going to stay here or, and he was just like, oh, I, I don't know football. You just don't know. But, and he, he didn't really give me a definitive answer or yes, I'm going or, you know, I'm staying. He, he was a little bit, he was a little bit coy with his answer which I'm sure he would be. Um, but then that was that was me thinking, yeah, I think he, he might be going here. And and that, and that was it. Yeah, last time, that's the last time I've seen him, really. When I left his office, I've not, I've not seen him again. I don't think I've ever played against one of his teams after that either. So, wow. yeah, that's it. That was, that's, that's the last time I've ever seen him. That's funny, isn't it? When you have such a tight you know, bond, that, you know, that there's, it's such an important chemistry that you have with someone at that point. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird, really, because you know when I think about it, you know I've had probably I've played my best football under him, and both times when I'm just really flying, he's left. <laughs> so don't take I it personally. What, I don't know whether to love him or hate him because he's, <laughs> you know, he's made me, you give me unbelievable times, and then he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David. Oh. Well, um, this is it, but I mean. It, how did you enjoy things after Norwich? I mean, you know, you still played a lot of football and had some brilliant times yourself. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed my time at Plymouth. I, I left, I left Norwich and and rejoined Colchester, and we we stayed up that year, which was great. We were struggling. Um, had a, a really young team, and then I moved back up north to Crew, and that that wasn't great. Um, and then I, moved, I went to Plymouth and sort of come out of nowhere in League Two, and I really felt comfortable. I felt like it felt a bit like Norwich, really. It felt, I, I struggled when I left. I, I struggled to find the, the buzz again. You know, I had a couple of years where I did struggle. It was, it, it was difficult. It was difficult. It was, you know, it's hard to, to, to get yourself going when you'd left a club like that. And I, I felt in Plymouth, I had, I had a bit of that, you know, the, the away following was unbelievable for that level, you know, the, that level of football, you Twelve thousand selling out home games, and you felt I felt like a footballer again. You know, I felt like I had that buzz on a Saturday in front. You know, it was it, it was good, and I really enjoyed my time there. It's just it's just so far away. That was the problem from living up north. It was just it's just the other end of the country. You know, but it's a similar sort of place. It's a single club city where you know the fans are invested in the club. They, they love the club, and you know, obviously Norwich have, have you know much bigger fan base but it's a very very I, I, I had real found real similarities between the two in terms of how they appreciate their football you know they like you say earlier you know they, they appreciated the way I played football they appreciated things like that and I, re, I, I did I really enjoyed the last sort of three years and yeah that was that was probably a good time to knock on the head at the end of at the end of my time there I think which is all you can ask for really isn't it with yeah. the way a football career can go um and, and now you started a new job, yeah, sort yeah. of. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I had, I had twelve days of it, I think. Um, but yeah, I started at Huddersfield um, as their loans manager, which is really exciting, really, really optimistic, and sort of really looking forward to it, and hoping to to do really well and try and sort some lads out and use my experience to pass on some knowledge. You know, I had a couple of loan spells when I was a kid, and hopefully help them out and sort of speak because I think it's difficult sometimes you can you can feel like you you just pushed out of the way when you go out on loan as a young lad and 
I think it's important if you have someone there watching, you know, I'll get to as many games as I can and, you know, speak to the managers and clubs and all that. That was the plan anyway. And now it's sort of a little bit... Footballless. Sort of, yeah, football. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I'll be allowed in any ground soon. So. <laughs> uh, you and me both. So, uh, yeah, well, you know. But no, it's, it's a real good opportunity. I'm really... I'm, great, I'm you know, I'm delighted that I'm still involved in, in the game. Um, you know... And it's a great way to sort of get involved in the next sort of stage of your life. And, you know, I don't know if I want to be a coach or if I want to do this or that. So I think this is a great opportunity for, for me to, to see what football's all about from the other side, really. Well, good luck with that. Um, you'll yeah. be delighted to know, David, especially for you. We've got our latest round of Carrow Road Classics. Yeah. So rattle cool. through these. We'll see how we get on. Um, your Norwich City highlight. Portsmouth away. And what a goal, by the way, that cross. <laughs> I can still watch it. Uh, your favourite teammate? Mark Tierney. Oh, look at that, straight in. That's what I like. With with a close Andrew Sermon, who oh, was a genius. You've invited Sirs round. That's fine, that's fine. Yeah, as well. yeah. Um, I them. <laughs> uh, well, Mark Tierney, of course, who you were at Colchester and Norwich with. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, he was he was he was a funny lad. Um, yeah, and then obviously then you've got your more grown up people like Ads and Blacks that are a bit more sensible. And so yeah, honestly, I got on with everyone really. There's no one I didn't really get on with. Love it, but Mark Tierney. All I remember from Mark, well, not all I remember. That's a bit harsh. But what I remember from Mark Tierney was the um, cardigan he wore on the uh, bus when uh, you were celebrating promotion. I think it was yeah. curious yeah. long number with a looked like a dressing gown. Yeah, yeah, he had he had like a white suit on, I think, at some point. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah, funny, funny guy. He lives he lives about five minutes away, so I see him a bit as well. Oh, love it! I hope he still dresses so well. Um, Someone you had to make up with? Make up with? What we fell out with? Yeah, but then made up. I didn't. I didn't fall out with anyone. I didn't fall out with anyone. I had to. I had to apologise to the gaffer once because I I I got subbed at half time and I got a bit grumpy. Um, so I had to go and apologise to him on the Monday for for being for being a, a bit grumpy afterwards. But what, no, what, other than that, I never felt I'm I'm a good lad. I don't fall out with people. What what, like const- what constitutes being a bit grumpy? Um, Did I just, you swear? I was just, I just was a bit mardy, petulant, got an early shower. God, you see, that's not bad, really, is it? <laughs> oh, oh God, no, nothing. You didn't bad. throw a bottle at him. No, nothing like that. I was very tame. No, I'm a, I'm a good lad. I'm not like that. Love it. Um, tell us something we don't know about your time at Norwich. Oh God! Um, God, I, I don't know. I don't know what you don't know. Um, it's true. <laughs> so there's a slight drawback yeah. of the question. Yeah, gosh, I don't know. I might have to come back to that one. Um, what sort of answers have other people given? Uh, well, I think Steve Morris. Um, Steve Morrison had to pay a fine. Um, for something or other that he didn't agree with, so he went and got two hundred one p coins and paid wheel. it in one p. He paid yeah. it in one p coins, didn't he? I've got a picture of that somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> in the wheelbarrow. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Love that. Um, did, you, did you get many fines? No, no, I was I was alright for a fine. Although once I gave when I, I got fined, I think twenty quid. Um, I made sure I was never, never. I was. My mum's from Yorkshire, so I'm quite tight. So I made sure <laughs> I wasn't getting fined. Um, so I remember once I got fined. I think I think it was twenty quid, and I gave it. I went and gave it to the gaffer, 
because I'd not been fine before. And he was like, oh, thank you. And then it wasn't like whole two days. Like, you don't pay the gaffer, you pay Gary Carza. <laughs> what? So the gaffer just took the 20 quid, put his back, it, back pocket and had to pay it again to Gary Carza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, don't, now we know what Gary Carza did. That's yeah, great. Gaz collected the fine money, but I didn't know that. Oh, great around the place. Um, now, I do not know, you know, I do normally ask um, to name your top three Norwich goals, but I think there is one. Were there three? How many were yeah, there? Yeah, I don't think, I think training, I think I might have scored two. Brilliant. I might have scored two in training. Um, Did you score a free kick in training? I scored, a, I, don't, I might have done. I scored, um, the, to be fair, I scored one at Millwall. I was happy with that. Um, so that's more than I've scored. So that, you was, know, that was a good that was a good goal. I was quite pleased with that one. They, they um, all count. And then I think I hit the post. I hit the post a few times. I remember at the bar against Cardiff, and I remember at the post against Newcastle. I think so. I, I did come close. I came close. I mean, that's a lot, that's a lot of woodwork. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think I did it the crossbar and the post a couple of times. If you. <laughs> We're counting them all, it's fine. If you bumped into a, into a Norwich fan on the street now, what would you say to them? Um, why can't you stay in the Premier League <laughs> <laughs> longer yeah. than a season? That would be nice. Um, I don't know. That's that, to be honest, that's a, that's as good an answer as we've had because most people just go on the ball city. That's yeah. we, had a, we had a run of all the players saying that. Uh, and then lastly, uh, nominate a former Norwich teammate to come on next. We'll do our best to get them. Um, I'd say Mark Tierney if you can. He's got some funny stories about his time at Norwich. That sounds perfect. I'd that say sounds if you can perfect. Get him on, he'd, he'd be funny. I love that. Well, um, we're done for the podcast. Uh, Mr. Fox. So, um, thank you so much for your time. Good luck with the job, once, especially yeah. once football returns. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks yeah. for joining us. No, no problem. Anytime. Oh, what a lovely gentleman, David Fox is. That was uh, brilliant. I hope you all uh, enjoyed that. Uh, that is it for On the Ball uh, this week. Um, if you um, have enjoyed this episode, like any episode, please do tell your friends, family, and fellow Norwich City supporters. If you'd like to get in touch with us or ask uh, our guests or um, our usual podders uh, a question you'd love them to answer, just sling me a tweet or direct message on Twitter at Michael J. Bailey. In the meantime, a huge thank you to Mr. David Fox. And of course, thanks to you all for being out there, for listening and for getting involved. We'll be back next week with another edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. Until then, good night. <laughs>